used to make her mornings, but now she makes our afternoons the best show next to Saturday morning cartoons. With Allison and Warren and Morgasm, we can count. So grab a friend and take a seat. The show is starting right now. Aw, yeah. It's a cause for a celebration. What's that? Mama's back. That's right. That's what's happening. <laughs> Let's celebrate. It turns out I still do podcasts. Who knew? Podcast. <laughs> Hey everybody, remember me? I uh, I used to do a podcast here. How many, by the way, how many of my podcasts start off like that? A, a bunch. Um, also, uh, do I need to rename my podcast? Um, Allison's latest medical uh, drama. Uh, Allison's latest medical emergency. This American hospital stay. I don't know. I'm tinkering with it. Something like that. Because, uh, boy, that's come up a lot this year. Uh, there's been some doozies. But, uh, no, I don't know if this one takes the cake. They're all they're all pretty spectacular in their own way. Uh, but before we get to it, there's something else to celebrate. This was very exciting, too. Remember this? It's my intro music and my outro music. I just happened to be uh, tinkering around on Facebook. And I was like, let's see if Big Will got his Facebook back up and running. Big Will, uh, Big Will Elijah, who uh, is a, uh, uh, an extraordinary musician and uh, way back when I was out of work, he made that instrumental for me uh, so I could use it in my podcasts without worrying about any copyright issues. Um, and uh, and I, I think he probably emailed it to me at the time, but uh, that email address that I had back then, I, I would go on to lose. So I, I think I lost everything associated with it. And very simple, basic, technological um skills that I should have, like how to save a file onto my laptop, uh, is hard for me. So when, uh, so I, I thought that I had saved the music bed that he created for me, but really all I did was bookmark the video from his Facebook page. So when, when his Facebook page went away, so did the music bed, (laughs) but it's back. Oh, and he made this cool little video to go with it with all these little uh, pictures of me. Oh, he's such a cool guy. So anyway, I probably won't figure out how to save that to my laptop um, until I run into any random three-year-old who could show me how to do it. Uh, so if he takes his Facebook down again, I may lose it. And then I'll just make this my intro music. Celebrate. 
We're doing podcasts to last through all the year. Hey, since we're uh, since we're uh, in a cool in the gang mood, cause we are. Here's a fun. Here's a fun little story about this. Remember this song? You probably don't. Maybe it'll come to you. Is going round. People talking about the girl who's come to town. Anyway, <laughs> this song kind of kicks ass, as does Cool and the Gang in general. So, uh, this song is called Fresh. Because uh, he's that's what the chorus. Wait till he gets to the chorus. Seriously, how cool is Cool and the Gang? Like, really cool. All right, here's the, here's the chorus. She's fresh, fresh. Okay, so the only reason I bring this up is uh, back in the day, Warren used to sing this song to me, but he would sing, she's fresh, fresh. <laughs> Short for precious, you know. Adorable, right? Uh, and this concludes our Cool in the Gang moment. So, uh, hello everybody. It's been a long time, um, a really long time. I apologize. And... Um, well, I'm not even gonna. I, I'm not even gonna say out loud how that won't happen again. Because what's the point of that? <laughs> we let's not kid ourselves. Something will happen, and uh, something will happen. But um, but yeah, this this was a, a long time away from the podcast, and uh, I'm I'm glad to be back. And thank you for all of the really nice messages and emails from everybody who um you know were uh sending me positive energy keeping me in their thoughts and prayers and we're looking forward to the podcast coming back i love that you guys don't give up on me and that's why i'm not giving up on us i will continue to do this podcast however sparingly i do it i will continue to do it and uh and i don't give up on the dream that at some point it will happen with some regularness. Um, much like I hope to uh, be going to the bathroom soon now. Hi-oh! <laughs> Which kind of brings me to uh, my latest medical emergency. So I, um, I, I was in the hospital. And actually for quite a while, I was in the hospital for uh, almost, a, almost a full week. I have for years uh, how many I don't know that we don't we're not sure but um I have had a hernia for quite a while and I will say at least for the last two years two and a half three years I was for sure aware of it when you got a lot of junk in the trunk you know you got a little extra something over here on the side you got a little extra something in the front you know here's a little Here's a little back roll. When you got all this extra stuff, you're like, it's all a, it's all mishmash, uh, minutia. It's like, you know, what's what's extra? What's something? What's a lump? What's a what's a what's a tumor? What's a hernia? You, I mean, it's hard to tell. It's it's hard to keep it all straight. So, I did right at the, um, at, right above my belly button. 
Um, and you could even see it in pictures, except, you know, you might just think, oh, that's just another little, that's just another little love roll. But um, there would be this bulge and uh, it was rock hard. And I would always, I'd say, oh, Warren, feel this. And he'd be like, that's a hernia. You're stupid. And I'd be like, oh, maybe it's not. You know, maybe it's just, uh, you know, maybe I have like um, Crohn's disease or diverticulitis. Uh, maybe I have, you know, maybe they need to get in there and cut out like eight feet of intestine because I also had digestive issues that I've had for a really long time. Hence the joke about being regular. Um, so I, you know, I thought, oh, someday, someday it's on the list of things to look into. Uh, but if it's not a if it's not a matter of life and death, we just really don't address it. Um, <clears throat> so uh yeah, so for the last few years, I was like, okay, yeah, that probably is because it feels rock hard. So over the years, going back even farther than three or four years, I would, um, I would, I would get intense, intense stomach pain, like uh, to the point where it would knock me out. Uh, so the first time I remember it really being a, an issue was back in um, 2000, 2015, uh, yeah, 2015, I, around, around November, um, I had this really painful, uh, just, st it felt like blockage. It just was horrible. And I, I remember I, I got into bed and I laid there and uh, the next thing I know, literally like two and a half days had gone by. And I was really kind of semi-conscious. And I remember Warren was freaking out because this was this was shortly, you know, back in 2015, shortly after I'd lost my job. And he was like, are you trying to die? Are you laying there trying to die? Why won't you go to the hospital? And I was like, because I don't have insurance and I don't want to go to the hospital and be treated poorly because that's what happens. And it'll, I'm shaking it off. It'll go away. It did go away, but that's still really not the way you want to address it. I did get lucky that time. So uh, uh, after about two and a half days, I emerged from my comatose state. Um, and then it happened again, uh, like maybe the very next uh, the very next month it happened again. And again, for like 36, I was, I just, I, I fell asleep for like 36 hours, just passed out asleep like your body realizes how much pain you're in and it shuts itself down which is kind of a cool thing for your body to do but again you know also scary for the people around you who are like I don't think it's normal for you to be in a coma uh for three days and it's not but um but I, I felt like I'm like I, I'm prone to these stomach problems. If I really felt like I was in in peril, I would have gone to the emergency room. Uh, but that was the first time in my life I'd never had health insurance, and I just, you know, I've seen I've seen people, I've heard stories, and I just I didn't want to be on the receiving end of the kind of care I may get without health insurance. So I just hoped for the best and anyway it worked out. So as time went on I learned a little trick and I got a heating pad and I learned that when this intense stomach pain would come on I would uh, get my heating pad out and I would wrap it around my middle and it would literally like condense the whole you know the whole painful ordeal. It would condense it from like a 36 hour thing down to like you know 
two to five hours and then it would go away. And, and, and then it got to the point where I could pinpoint specific things. Like if I ate pizza, you know, all of that dough, like I could, I could pinpoint certain things that would trigger it. So, um, you know, and, and I thought that I had like some twisted colon, twisted intestines thing that, that again, like I said, it was on the list of, you know, things to look at down the road. But, uh, you know, I just it wasn't a priority at the time. So over the years, I would travel with my heating pad because I've been on, you know, work trips and I've been in the hotel room and I've been doubled over in pain. And I'm like, thank God I have my heating pad. And uh, I could I could recognize it coming on. I'd be like, oh, here we go. And I'd climb in bed and three hours later, I'd be like, cool, we're done. And so I found a Band-Aid. I was like, OK, I've, I've got a Band-Aid for this problem and I'll be able to, you know, always fix it until I get around to finding out what causes it. So um, I thought it was maybe I was like, okay, well, maybe Warren's right. Maybe it's a hernia, but I think it's more likely that it's some sort of, you know, intestinal issue. And, uh, and you know, so anyway, life goes on and, and years go by. Uh, and fast forward to the weekend of Memorial, Memorial Day weekend. And it was going to be a big weekend because we all had, you know, Warren and I had the weekend off and he had taken an extra day or two because um, May 31st was his birthday and we had big plans for his birthday. We were going to go out to a nice dinner and there was going to be grilling and all of this stuff. And uh, on that Saturday, I had a, an appearance at Art Van. And I woke up that morning and I wasn't really feeling good. And a lot of times um, what goes along with this whole stomach thing is, you know, this really sexy sweating, uh, nice little uh, glowy mist uh, uh, hanging all over uh, my face, um, you know, just always keeping it sexy. So I, I was sweaty and borderline, you know, not in excruciating pain, but I could feel it. Like it was right on the horizon. And I was like, all right, I'm probably gonna have to deal with this at some point. But I go and uh, and I get through the event and, and things are okay. And then I was gonna go over to the radio station and I was gonna do some work. And right around the time I got in the car, I, I realized I was like, I gotta get home. I can't go, I can't go to the radio station and do this work that I was gonna do. I was like, I got to go home. I got to get in bed with my heating pad and I got to nip this in the bud. And then we can go on with our kick-ass holiday weekend. So uh, I think my event was like 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. So I drive straight home. I get the heating pad out. I get in bed. Nine times out of 10, 9.999 times out of 10, this is a surefire way to uh, fix things. The heating pad, since I figured out that little trick, has always worked. So four, four o'clock on Saturday, I get in bed with the heating pad and, uh, and the pain is intense. I take some uh, Tylenol and ibuprofen and I lay there, crank the heating pad up to high, wrap it around my, my midsection and I'm out, you know, I, I, I just, I zonk out. Um, Cause your body really like, that's, that, that's a mechanism that is built into us where, you know, when the pain is just too much to bear, you know, we just, uh, we just shut down so that we don't have to sit there and, and suffer. So, um, so I lose Saturday. Saturday is gone. I do not hop back out of bed two, three hours later like normal. I don't. Uh, I'm out for all of Saturday, all of Saturday night, Sunday morning, still out, still in pain, still just barely, you know, Warren's coming back and he's checking on me and I'm like, nope, not yet. 
and uh, and I'm starting to around Sunday not make a lot of sense. You know, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing because I'm not really, I, I'm kind of out of it altogether. Um, what I love about our relationship though, and I lo- what I love about how we are is even though, and I, I would, this is what I would expect and I would do the same. Um, even though I'm in a, a tenuous uh, position back here, um, maybe clinging to life, we don't know, but it's not like I haven't been in this position before. The grilling has to continue. So I'm back here pretty much out of it, again in a coma, and my family's out in the living room, and they're grilling, and they're having Memorial Day weekend the way it should be. Every once in a while, coming back to check on me, making sure I'm still breathing, but not letting the fact that I'm barely clinging to life get in the way of the holiday uh, fun that was already on the calendar. It was already scheduled. <laughs> oh, that made me chuckle. I was like, well, I'm glad that, you know, and it was like, and and there, and the attitude was, hey, if you don't care, we're not really going to care. And I was like, right. No, you're right. That's true. So, um, so all, so Sunday, all of Sunday, Sunday night. So now we're, what's that? Let's say Saturday, four o'clock to Sunday, four o'clock. That's 24 hours. Uh, so Monday morning, things change because nothing has changed with me. I don't, I, I'm, I haven't moved. Um, if anything, I'm worse. Uh, I'm, th- I'm throwing up now. I, uh, I'm, I'm not making sense. I'm saying weird things. And so Warren's demeanor changes. He's like, you have to get up. You have to go. We're going to the hospital. You have to get up and, and get out of bed. We're, we're going to the hospital. And I was like, no. I'm like, I just let, I'm like, I got to be so close to like get fixing this. But it, it either corrects itself within, you know, the first couple hours or it doesn't. And for the first time ever, and this even goes back to 2015 when I was out for two and a half days on two different occasions. It still did eventually correct itself. It was not. It wasn't correcting itself this time. I mean, here we are on Monday. So I, uh, and we have Monday off. I don't have to work. Um, I'm conscious enough to say to him, you have to text my boss and you have to tell him that I won't be at work in the morning, you know, and I'm still thinking that I'm going to be able to sleep it off and I've got to be really close to this heating pad thing working. Um, so he, he's, he has started to text people. He's threatening me now. He's like, I'm going to text Jay. I'm going to text everybody that you won't get up and go to the hospital and that you're, and I'm like, no, you're not. I'm going to be fine. I will live. And, uh, and then he gets my sister involved and then him and my sister are back here in the bedroom, bedroom. And they're like, come on, you got to get up. Uh, and he's like, that's fine. If you don't get up, I'll, I'll call the police and I'll have the police drag you out of here. And I'm like, and you know, and these, these little things would get me enough to like be conscious for half a second, just to be like, you better not, you better not. And, uh, (laughs) that was the best I had. I was weak. Uh, but he finally, he was relentless and it was, you know, it was like six o'clock on Monday now. So that was Saturday, four to Sunday, four to Monday at four. So that's a lot of days of me just laying in bed and nothing changing. So we do go in through the emergency room and I, I, I mean, I, I was, I was in terrible, terrible shape. I was in pain and I was really confused, which was scary. Like, uh, you know, I've always seen this with other people. Like, do you know what year it is? And I guess I said it was 2015 because for some reason, 2015 is really ingrained in my brain. That year really sticks out to me. Um, so it was like, do you know who the president is? And I was, 
I didn't I didn't say the wrong name, but I I couldn't say anything. And I was like, I know what it is. Just give me a second. And I wasn't able to answer these questions right. And uh, I was really confused. And it was really scary in the emergency room because, you know, I I could tell that I was probably like worse than I thought just by just by how people were treating me. But yet everyone was still really nice. And they're like, you're going to be okay, And everything's going to be fine. And uh, do you remember? Remember the who could forget the the great podcast where I told you about the bloody nose in Disney World and the um, uh, rhino rocket that was shoved up into my brain and and how that may have been the most traumatic thing that ever happened to me and and dear God please never let me experience anything like that again so they know in the emergency room that I'm gonna go into surgery like they already know these things and I can tell by things that they're doing so they want to stick tubes in my nose pre you know even telling me what's gonna happen next and um they literally say we're gonna jam these tubes in your nose not only are we gonna do that we want you to help us we want you to help us um you know with uh, with the with the process we want you to bend your neck down and swallow while we with all of our might jam these two and I was like and Warren's you know Warren's standing there telling them about the Florida incident where my nose bled for like three straight hours and I had to have a rhino rocket in my nose for five straight days and uh I'm just like please there's got to be a better way and um so there wasn't it had to happen and um the fun part about that was uh, there were about four or five people around attempting to do it, trying to all get on the same page about how exactly it would be done, and trying four or five times to do it, uh, every time being incredibly painful, uh, not quite getting it done, and me begging every time, can that please be the last time? <laughs> if you have to put tubes up my nose and anywhere else, can I be out of it when that happens? Can I not be a part of the process? So finally, like after the fifth time of trying to jam tubes up my nose, they were like, okay, all right, sweetie, we're not going to do this to you anymore. And I was like, okay, great. And at some point I'm like, you know, uh, if this winds up being my last day, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm good with it because a lot of things hurt right now. So it really was, I, I don't think I was ever like scared. I don't think I ever felt like I wasn't going to make it, but it really was kind of scary because they had to talk about all these other things. Like I did go into surgery that night uh, and I felt terrible. I mean, later on, some days later on, I felt terrible because I realized my surgery took place in the middle of the night, like two in the morning. Warren was with me until, you know, until I got got out of surgery. And all and what I remember about that was, wouldn't anybody else call in sick? Like he's got to be to work at eight in the morning. He's been up all night. He's been fighting with me all day just to get me to the hospital. Then we've been in the emergency room for five, six hours. Then he sat through like a three-hour surgery. I mean, it's three, four in the morning before he even leaves the hospital to get home. And I remember, you know, I was still kind of out of it when I got out of surgery. But I remember saying to him, I was like, don't, you can't go to this, honestly, in our, in our lives together. I don't, if he's ever called in sick, I can't even, I, I can't even recall it. It's just not anything that happens. He just doesn't do it ever. Never, never. Which is great, but also sometimes just do it. Because you you can once in a while. It's like everybody needs to do it once in a while. And this would have been a perfect reason. You have 
been awake for a really long time and you just sat through this surgery of your of your person and it's been a you know a really traumatic ordeal so um so what I what dawned on me like some days later is that um you know the surgery is going to take place and and even though they're like talking to me like Allison do you understand what we're saying and I'm like yeah sure and they're like the anesthesiologist is going to come in and talk to you first and then the surgeon's going to come in and talk to you but um everybody had to be called away you know that they were all in bed they were all in bed they were you know their beeper goes off in the middle of the night it was probably their weekend to be on call they were trying to have a nice holiday weekend too and uh you know here's their beeper going off at two in the morning and they're like some idiot with a hernia uh who decided not to do anything about it for years and years uh has to have surgery everybody's got to get out of their jammas and come on in so um so i remember i'm i'm getting ready and they're they're taking me down to the you know the room you're in before you go into surgery and I talked to the anesthesiologist and but they have to say scary things to you because you're going into surgery so anytime you're going into surgery they're like and you have to sign these papers that say things like there's a chance that there will be cardiac arrest and I was like can we can we make sure there's not a chance of that can I sign up for the one I want to sign up for the one where there's no chance of any cardiac arrest put me down for that one and they're like, that's not that's not a one that's uh that's uh up for grabs. And I'm like, okay, well, let's still let's try to not do that. Even though I look like I'm, you know, agreeing, let's let's still avoid it at all costs. And then I'm just like, I'm gonna be out, you know, whatever's gonna happen is really uh gonna wind up being Warren's problem. I hope I wake back up, but we'll see. So uh yeah, so surgery takes place. And uh, I'm out of surgery, uh, so what would that be? Tuesday morning, Tuesday morning, um, yeah, like four, four in the morning on Tuesday. And um, they put, they, you know, they send me up to a room. And it was, you know, it was, it was pretty intense. It was a strangulated hernia, which is like the ugliest, uh, nastiest kind of hernia. The kind where I guess some hernias will just boop, pop back in, pop. Uh, this one was all like had uh, it had like teeth and uh, uh, warts on it and it was like uh, you know uh, a big long tongue it was like some furry fuzzy monster uh, just sticking out of my oh you know what it was like uh, what, what's is it is it alien where that thing comes out of her stomach like that that's what it was like it was like Rah! Um, <laughs> so in addition to that, I'm looking at the papers as I'm leaving and it was like, so in addition to the hernia, there was like, um, intestinal blockage just for fun. Why not? Let's throw that into, you know, you could go to the hospital with one thing, but as long as you're there, let's have a few other things, you know, have an infection, have an intestinal blockage, uh, you know, get checked out for blood clots. Cause they're always worried about blood, clot, uh, blood clots after surgery, especially when you like can't move, like, uh, you know. Uh, so and which I couldn't for like the first let's see Tuesday Wednesday Thursday I I don't think I got out of my bed until like Thursday, and um <clears throat> and then they want you to they want you to get up and try and walk around as many times as you can they want you to sit up in a chair, um but yeah so to from Tuesday to Saturday I'm in the hospital and uh, I'm just laying there and and uh, 
And even to this day, even right now as we speak, I can still only lay on my back. I um, Some more sexy information, a little TMI. Uh, I still have the staples in, uh, which will be removed on Wednesday. And uh, then then hopefully life will resume but it's it's right it's it's right at the belly button uh going up about three inches right so it's it's the center of your core and although my core is so very unconditioned there's still muscles in there somewhere they're still in there down there and uh every move we make you know if we're kicking our legs or you know we're raising our arms to wash our hair like every single thing we do it starts at the core. Like our core is connected to everything. So I had to be really careful. They were like, don't, do not get another, because I guess you're the most susceptible for a hernia uh, right after surgery, which got me thinking. Like I was trying to think, when when could I have gotten this hernia? And I started thinking back, like um, back when I was out of work, uh, 2015, uh, when when I had my little kick-ass furniture business going, when I was, you know, on fire, just selling bookcases and dining room tables and doing this whole Craigslist thing. And I thought, well, maybe I got a hernia then because I, I was kind of a badass back then. I would just go pick up big giant pieces of furniture and throw them into the back of my van. I mean, I got my sister to help me a lot, especially with some like big armoires and things like that. But often I was off, you know, loading big pieces of furniture by myself. And I was like, I bet that's probably when I got a hernia. But then I thought about it. And and if, if in fact, I did, because I'm not the best at following, uh, following orders that I've been given. Like when doctors say, here's things we don't want you to do. Like when they discharged me from the hospital that Saturday. And I was like, do you think it'd be okay to go back to work Monday? And they were like, maybe not. Maybe don't right away maybe go home and rest for a few days maybe take one more week off and I was like what I'm hearing from you is if I feel like I could go back to work on Monday maybe I'll just go ahead and do that Um, which is not what they said at all and even as I'm going back to work on that Monday after only being home from the hospital for like a day and a half my alarm goes off that Monday and uh, you know even just going to get out of bed to to stop the alarm it's like oh wait slow your roll don't try to get out of bed that fast and as I I went to drive myself for the first time like sitting in the car or putting a seatbelt over me like every even the most basic things were like yeah I wasn't ready to do this I should probably just listen to doctors when they tell me to do things um that's why they're doctors but I um uh I was like if I did get a hernia if it if it really goes back to the last time I had surgery that was like for like 10 years ago. I had emergent once again cuz I like I I want to make sure people are paying attention to me. And if I feel like they they're not, then I want to make sure that my surgeries and illnesses are, you know, like a have a lot of production value value that they happen usually in the middle of the night, that lots of people have to be woken up, that it's a whole thing, a whole spectacle. So, uh my appendix I'm pretty sure burst because uh, I wound up getting pretty sick from that like the following week. But uh, again, that was an emergency surgery. Had to go in in the middle of the night. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, once again, I probably didn't do the things I was supposed to do like don't lift things, don't bend over, don't do this, don't do that, don't try to vacuum two days after you've been home. So 
I thought, gosh, if if I herniated myself after my last surgery, that was 10 years ago. How crazy is that? I have gotten some emails from some listeners, though, who said they've been walking around with with hernias for years. Um, Just keep an eye on that because I can tell you now um, things can go wrong. Uh, after you know that those little band-aids that you find to uh you know uh, keep the pain at bay or pop them back in or whatever it is you're doing you will eventually hit a wall with that and it will be um hernia one u zero so uh yeah so just keep an eye. so yeah so my hernia could have gone gone that far back uh, who knows when i picked it up but um but anyway it Warren loves it when he gets to be right, and he did get to be right about that because he called it like a few years ago. And I was like, hey, feel this. What do you think this solid mass right in the center of my stomach is that feels like a solid steel ball? He was like, yeah, that's a hernia. He's like, nothing in your stomach should be that hard. And I was like, maybe. May- let's put a pin in that. It- maybe it's some other things, though. Well, let's not make a call just yet. So, um, so yeah, an ordeal. Uh, a surgery, uh, hospital stay from Tuesday to Saturday. They discharged me on Saturday. It was funny. The, uh, the doctors would come in every morning and kind of push around on my stomach and ask me how I'm doing. Uh, what the, the worst part, this was the, this was the worst part. I had this, I don't, I don't want to call it a feeding tube. I don't know if anyone called it that. I'm not sure exactly what it did, but I know that I, I didn't eat. Um, here's the other thing too. I didn't eat for like eight straight days and I was like, sweet, I'm getting a jump start on my weight loss. This kicks ass. But I could not have felt heavier when I left. I was like, what is going on? I'm like, I have not eaten in eight days. And then when I did start eating, it was beef broth, beef broth, uh, beef broth. I was like, I should, you know, I, I should be like 30 pounds thinner. Um, but I had like all, I mean, there was just still all this stuff going on. So anyway, I had this, this these tubes in my my, my nose, my nose that go down my throat, something like that. And, um, I, it wasn't so much them being there bothering me. I don't, I don't feel like I was bothered by their being there. What bothered me was with them being there, I could not drink any liquids. I couldn't even have water. I don't care about water. I have to force myself to drink water. I'm, I'm a weird anomaly. Um, I am a person who, honestly, if I didn't have to, if we didn't need it to live and survive and be healthy, I could go my whole life without drinking water. I just don't care to drink water. That being said, I drink it because I know that we have to, but it's all a forced thing. It was like, I got to make sure to drink two liters of water today and I just do it and I suck it up and I get it done. And I so desperately wanted to drink liquids. I was like, water, I'm water. My, I could have ice chips. That's all I could have. And, uh, my ice chips would melt and I would like sneak little sips of my ice chips. Um, and, uh, at, at one point while I was there, I was on liquid Tylenol and I was able to con the nurses into, I was like, oh, this liquid Tylenol tastes terrible. I'm like, can I have a sip of water? So I would find all these, you know, these places where I could take a sip, but it was torture. I mean, it was, I so badly wanted just to drink something. That's it. Just to, just, so my sister on day two smuggled in a Coke and I did take a sip of it, but that was it. Like I took one sip and then I was like, I don't know what this tube is here for. I don't want to do anything to set me back. But um, but I love that she smuggled it in. That's how our family rolls. And uh, and I just 
I policed myself and I, after one big chug, I didn't drink anymore, but oh my God, it was so great. So, um, the tube could not be removed. I said, what, what can we do to get this tube out? I, what's it going to take? And they're like, the tube will move when you start passing gas. And moreover, when you make up, you know, a number two. And I said, if we're waiting for me to make a number two, this tube is going to be in forever. I'm like, seriously, that's not something I do. I'm not, I'm not known to do that. That's not, that's not my thing. I wish it were. And I'm not saying this in a braggy way. I'm like, but you know, put me down for twice a month. That's just not, that's not something me and that, not a thing. And they're like, okay, well that has to change. And that's the only way the tube's coming out. So they would listen, uh, you know, the nurses would come in and they'd listen to my abdomen. And I remember asking one of the nurses once, I'm like, what are you listening to in there? And she's like, just any kind of movement, you know, gurgles, you know how your stomach goes, your, your, your stomach, <laughs> you know, how your stomach will like make, uh, you know, noises when you're hungry. And it's like, Ooh, that was my stomach. Um, they were listening for any kind of gurgling, uh, any kind of movement at all. And there was nothing, just nothing moving down there. And I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to get this tube out. And all I could think about was, I think on day two, they said something, uh, ginger ale got mentioned, mentioned to me. And I was like, oh, I want a ginger ale. And I just kept thinking about this ginger ale. I was dreaming about it. I was like, I want to drink a ginger. And all the nurses knew, they all knew I wanted a ginger ale. And um, I, every day I was like, a oh, please, I, I was not going to hang my hat on this number two thing happening. Cause I know me and I was just like, they'll learn. Uh, but I was like, gas, I got to be able to do that. Right. I'll pass some gas. That'll happen. Yeah. No, that took a long time too. I think on like day three or four, I remember I was in the bathroom. I was going to the bathroom and, uh, and gas happened and I was in there by myself and I, the nurse was leaving. I knew she was leaving, but she heard me on her way out and I was like, I did it. I passed gas. And then we all clapped, you know, we were like, yay. And I was like, it's just like when you're potty training little kids and you're like, I peed in the potty. Yay. It was exactly like that. But what it wasn't like was this other this other little kid uh, moment when you're potty training uh, for anyone who has kids and knows the book, Everybody Poops. That's not true. And uh, that's lying to kids because everybody doesn't always poop. So um, thankfully we didn't, uh, well, without getting into details, they have ways of, you know, making things happen. And at some point it did happen. And let's just say by Friday, uh, on Friday, which was literally just the day before I'm going to leave. I don't know it at the time, but on Friday, a ginger ale was mine and I was over the moon and it was the best thing that I had ever tasted in my life. I, I was so, it was this little hospital sized can of ginger ale. The tube came out as soon as like things moved and vacated out of me. I said, please get word to whoever needs to know. I'm like, let's get these tubes out of me. Uh, they came down, they took the tubes out, and then they you still had to wait like six hours because uh, I guess when they take the tubes out, sometimes people can get nauseous. They have to put them back in. And I was like, no, just I, I just want them out. And uh, yeah, so I got, to, I got to have the ginger ale. And then shortly after, some beef broth came. And I, I, I don't know why I can't say beef broth, but oh, there I did. I just did it that time. Um, but uh, it's, it, it just really makes you realize the little things, you know, 
when you just stop and you're kind of sidelined for a minute and you're like uh, just a, a simple little can of ginger ale and how happy it can make you so the the, the tubes thing the the tubes uh in my nose were probably one of my least favorite but i i was there for uh from the surgery uh monday into tuesday until saturday uh the doctors came down Friday and said we think we can probably send you home on Saturday I did try to finagle my way into staying um, I tried to get some nurses to um, collude with me uh, I said I don't know that I'm ready to go home I was really enjoying the care that I was getting um, I love having that call button and uh, it's just good fun having people you know uh, take care of you. Plus, I was just really nervous. I just had this surgery and, you know, I just got the tubes out. I was like, am I ready to go home? So um, I on Saturday, I got a new nurse. I had the same nurses with me all week long who were amazing. Nurses, seriously, we appreciate you every year with our nurse appreciation party and nurses week. And But I'm constantly reminded how, you know, just how amazing nurses are and how much how much better, you know, it's scary to be in the hospital. It's scary to go through the things that you go through. And, uh, and when, you know, nurses with, with the right, uh, bedside manner and, and just caring attitude. And, you know, I was constantly apologizing. I'm like, God, I know I'm gross and I'm sorry you have to do this. And I'm sorry you have to do that. And they're just like, you know, they're constantly making you feel better for how disgusting you are. Um, but, uh, just, I had such great, great care while I was there. So I got a new nurse on Saturday and she was awesome. And, uh, she came in and she was sitting with me and she's like, all my people are checking out today. And, um, and I guess when that happens and they get new people, it really makes for a busy day for them. It's different to just check on existing patients versus you get a, a new, a whole influx of new people. So, um, I said, well, maybe, maybe I'm not ready to go home today. I said, uh, how would you like to uh, collude with me? And let's see if we can get me to stay one more day. And it didn't work. They were like, uh, you're good. You can go home now. And I was like, all right, if you think so. So uh, I checked out after a, what's that, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, almost a six-day stay. Um, and uh, that was uh, the whole week after Memorial Day. So, you know, into the into the first week of June. And then, um, you know, still really that first week I did go to work. I was anxious to get back. I was just anxious to get back to my, to my show and to my, to my, you know, radio family and to all, to the list, to all you guys. And I just really, you know, I, I hate being away. So, but outside of that, outside of driving myself to the station and back and, uh, doing the show, I, I got straight into bed and I would just stay in bed at least for that week. Um, then this past week I was, you know, I, my energy level was high. So I still, I, I'm a fidgeter. I still wanted to clean and I still wanted to do stuff. And I was trying to make sure that I didn't re-herniate. If that's a thing, I might've coined that phrase, re-herniate. Um, I did, I have since found like a, uh, a small little lump on my lower abdomen, which I have done some web MDing. It could be a keloid, uh, which is some scar tissue or it could be, you know, uh, a tumor slash hernia slash new obstruction. Not really sure. I'll have it looked at on Wednesday when I go in. But, um, but yeah, another another fun ordeal. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I I have to say, for all of these stupid, these random, actually 
very scary, very traumatic. The eye thing was incredibly traumatic for me because I lost, I kind of lost my eye. Uh, the nose thing was one of the most miserable things I ever went through. This whole thing was pretty scary. But, um, but when I think about it all in all, you know, I have all these random things that keep popping up, but, um, you know, there's people out there that really experience, um, really terrible. I mean, my mom right now, I mean, my mom has dementia. I remember I was looking at Facebook and I was trying to reply to everybody. I had gotten so many. I just now, just now finished answering all of the amazing emails and messages from everybody. Uh, and I started that like the day I got home from the hospital. But so, so, so much niceness from the listeners, keeping me in their thoughts and prayers. And I remember I was looking at my Facebook. And I was just about to head over to my page and in my news feed, somebody that I'm attached with had said something like, um, they're sending me home to hospice. Um, now it's just about keeping, basically this was a post saying, uh, I've, I've got just some days left and it's just about keeping me comfortable and I just want to be at home with my family and my cats. And I just, I just broke down and cried cause I, I mean, here I am like, and I'm getting all of this nice, all this niceness from people and for however much it sucked. I mean, it did suck. You know, I'm home and I'm better and I survived and none of the you know, things you have to worry about when you're in, none of those things happened. And, and, and I'm here for the duration and I don't, I'm, I'm not looking around at my people thinking my days are numbered with you, you know? So, um, not to get all downer or, or a bummer about it, but you know, that stuff crosses my mind. I, I never, ever think like, really, why me again? Like I do, uh, but in a funny way, like, well, this will be something fun uh, to talk about, but I'm lucky in that, you know, nothing, nothing serious. And I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to jinx it. Um, but, you know, so I have all these little mini uh, catastrophes, <laughs> these little mini catastrophes that keep me on my toes. And uh, I feel blessed that, you know, that's what it is. And I don't, I don't ever have to worry about these things that I see other people go through and and uh and I think about you know I I don't know this the, that person directly who was in my newsfeed but now I think about her all the time and wonder how she is because boy that's that's being dealt um a crappy hand all this other stuff you know Warren's in the emergency room telling telling all the doctors or nurses around me they're like boy I, she can she's a tough one she she's been through this she's been through that she's she's got this she's you know she can handle it and I'm like that yeah I can I I got this I think I got this uh and I and I tried to fix it myself with my eating pad see that's that's how badass I was I was like I'll fix this Pisha. we don't need any doctors or hospitals my me and my heating pad got this not this time we didn't this time hospitals were necessary so uh thus concludes uh allison's latest hospital adventure and uh i'm just i'm glad that it's uh you know i'm glad to be back and i was so thankful uh for all the niceness and uh, staples come out on uh wednesday and i'm using this now uh, I've decided to treat this like my own personal, what do they call it? Uh, what is that procedure people get when they, uh, it's, um, 
it's a stomach, it's like a stomach procedure people have to help them lose weight. It's on the tip of my tongue. Um, but anyway, they go in and it's, there's a word for it. They go in and they have this procedure and what do they sew? They sew a piece of their, they take a piece of their stomach out. But anyway, then they can only eat like a teaspoon of food. Like even my eating is really, it's light, you know, you're not going to go through an ordeal like that and start eating big major meals. I'm still eating like soup and I'm eating yogurt and pudding, which isn't necessarily diet food, but it's, you know, it's, it's soft and mushy. It's not hard on the digestive system. So anyway, I'm treating this like my own personal uh, stomach uh, shrink. But why can't I think of the name of that? I know right now everybody's saying it. Everybody listening is saying it. Um, so that's how I'm looking at it. Like I just had this stomach procedure and uh, moving forward, the weight is just going to drop off. I haven't gotten on the scale yet because I don't want to be devastated because in my mind, after all that I've been through, like I should be like 40 pounds thinner, but I can tell by the way things are fitting. I can tell that there's a difference. I'll eventually figure out, you know, what, what the difference is, but, um, but yeah, so I, that's another positive. I'm like, I'm going to look at this like, you know, people go in and they have this stomach procedure and they go on to lose like all this weight, you know, uh, me in six months will be like, wow, check me out. Uh, it's like I had the same, you know, Allison, what did you do? Well, I had a surgical procedure and, and then the weight just kind of just dripped right off of me after that there's no need to mention that it was hernia or intestinal blockage. It could be that other thing, that, that word I can't think of right now. So that's, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that too. I think this was a good jump start for me because it's, it's three weeks have gone by now and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not eating very much and, uh, and I'm feeling, I'm gradually getting lighter. So, uh, so it will get, it will get extremely sexy up in here. There will be some nice side effects to all of this didn't start out sexy at all in the beginning. <laughs> and hopefully, uh, at least for the rest of this year, our podcast won't, uh, this podcast won't be about my latest medical uh, dilemma. But if it does, hopefully they'll continue to be uh, fun and exciting and the kind where I continue to live. Because <laughs> I've been so lucky uh, this far and uh, on that note, let's enjoy the smooth stylings of Big Will, because my music bed is back. Or, really quick before we leave, we could enjoy a little more of... She's fresh, fresh. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging in there and waiting for the podcast to come back. Uh, I am up and around and walking and alive and back in the world again. So uh, a week, a week and a half, uh, we'll talk about uh, things that aren't related to going to the bathroom and sponge baths and things like that. It'll there'll be other things to talk about. <laughs> so until then, um love you guys. Thanks for listening and I will talk to you later. Bye.